welcome to Hannah's heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because <laughs> yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that he's enough. Hey, I'm Anne. And I'm Kendra. And you are listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. For those of you just tuning in, this is a show all about helping couples who are struggling with infertility or miscarriage, or maybe you're in the middle of an adoption journey. However, God is building your family. We know that sometimes the journey can be a little long, um, and we want to come alongside you and encourage you and point you to Jesus to just cling to Him um, through through the hard days and the good days. Mm-hmm. And um, we want you to join us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can also email us at Hannah's Heart at AFA.net. Um, and as always, you can find our previous podcasts on the podcast page on American Family Radio. That's AFR.net. That's right. That's right. So today, Kendra, we have someone on the show with us. I've actually known her for a really long time. She's known me since I was little. Um, and uh, she just has the sweetest personality and mm. sweetest family. They've just taken us in as family. Um, and her just love for Jesus just sh- shines through every day. And um, Shantae, we're glad to have you on the show. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you ladies doing? I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm excited. I mean, I've known you for a long time since I was little, but I don't think I've gotten to know you, you know, in your story, even personally in the last few years. Yes, I know. I watched you and your sisters grow, so it's been pretty amazing um, to be able to share this on on another level with you. I know we share similar stories, so even that in itself is a blessing. Well, I I view it the same way. I'm honored to get to talk to you um, even this way, and I I would never wish that we shared the same story, but yeah, watching y'all, even just, you know, this is just through social media, watching you and your husband walk through infertility um, and knowing that we are going through the same thing, uh, you know, just, you just just never do know who is struggling, you know, Mm -hmm. with the same problems, even though you don't talk to each other on a daily basis. I feel like y'all encouraged me as we were walking through it. So um, I'm glad to have you on today. Would would you mind to just go ahead and tell us about yourself a little bit and about your hubby and what y'all's life looks like right now? Okay. So um, my husband and I have been married seven years now. Um, We actually started trying um, to conceive right off. We knew, well, he knew early on (laughs) that he wanted children of his own, but by the time I had met him, I was basically content where I was at. Actually, I think I was more upset because I knew, or at least I thought, or I'd been defeated that I wasn't able to Mm -hmm. have children of my own, even though it had been prophesied years ago. Um, that I would bear from my own womb, and I that that was a word that I held on to. Um, mm. But so, anyways, we've been married seven years. We actually met at City Hall, and it was funny because when I seen him, he was actually helping a lady. He was a fireman at the time. Oh, and, oh um, okay. 
um, National Guard military. So um, he was actually helping a lady that had fell on the steps. Um, and I seen him as I was passing by, and I looked at him. We made eye contact, and I said to myself, I said, that's going to be my husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, months months went by, never seen him again, didn't even hear him, didn't even know his name or anything. Wow. Got a phone call from um HR and they was like, uh, yeah, we're up here talking to this guy. We think he'll be great for you. He wants to know that you have children and you know so on. And I was like, okay, who is he? They was like, you don't know him, but his name is you know Dwayne. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, well, they was like, is it okay if we give him your number? I said, sure. So that was about a month later. We text for literally a month. When I we finally agreed to meet up, he walked into Buffalo Wild Wings. I looked up. And I said, oh, my goodness, <laughs> this is the man Aww. that I said would be my husband. A man in a know. uniform is hard to <laughs> hard to look away from when they're serving and helping Especially others. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and we have been inseparable ever since. Aww. And we dated. We dated August the 14th. We eloped. Okay. <laughs> um, August, April the 23rd, a uh, few months later, eight months later, we eloped um, on his birthday. We did tell my parents, but of course, my dad, being a man of God, he knew. And um, he asked me, he's like, did you elope? And I was like, Dad, I ain't never lied to you before. I said, I don't need to start now. <laughs> I said, I did. <laughs> um, and so the rest, and then a year later, we actually had a ceremony on the mm. same day, which is April 23rd, Aww. which is his birthday. Okay. And, um and we have been together ever since. Oh, that's so, precious. Um, yeah. Well, did y'all talk? Ma'am. Did y'all talk beforehand? Because it sounds like he kind of knew from the beginning that he wanted children and that you kind of had something like, I don't know about this. <laughs> did well, y'all talk before you got married about kids? We did. And he actually he actually wanted three. And, and it wasn't so much that I didn't want any. I actually... Um, I've been a part of my nieces and nephews like mm. since they they were born, and so those were my children. And I never wanted them to feel like they were being replaced by other children. Mm-hmm. And so I began to after I found out that I couldn't have children, quote unquote. Mind you, now I've been healthy all my life. There's nothing ever been wrong with me. I've been an athlete. I've always taken care mm-hmm. of myself. So to hear this news was devastating. So it's mm-hmm. kind of one of those things where you just kind of accept it, but then you when you've been brought up and you've been always here and you're going to give birth from your womb, mm-hmm. you always have that in the back of your mm-hmm. head. So you, you, you never lose that. But my, my nieces started to grow up and as they started to grow up in their fuse and they, they started going to college and, you know, moving away. I began to remember how I used to tell God, I don't want kids. I don't want kids. So even in that, we have to be careful the words that are come out of our mouth mm-hmm. because we can curse ourselves with the words that come out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. Because even in saying that, it was I remember how I used to say that, but how, you know, the Lord knew my heart and he knew that's not what I wanted because right. I absolutely love kids. Mm-hmm. And so um, my husband knew right off, but I, I, I did want them, but however, I had cursed myself and with the information I had, I knew I couldn't. And so that's when we discussed fostering to adopt because we knew there were so many children out there mm. that needed the love that mm-hmm. we had to provide because we both come from big families and we love hard. Mm. And we know there's always children that need love and not right. just the babies because there are kids that are older. Right. And so that was that was the thing that we prayed about. Of course, I prayed about it first. And, um, and I, I said, God, I said, don't change his mind. I said, you changed the heart because mm. my dad said, if you 
pray to change the mind of a person, then then that has, is, is not going to work. He said, but pray that God change the heart of the man because the heart of the man is where it starts. And so that was my prayer mm-hmm. is God that you change mm-hmm. his heart to yeah. where he'll want to foster because he wanted his own too, right. which is understandable. Right. And so, so Sean, that started our fostering journey. <laughs> so when, when you made that statement kind of in your heart of like, I don't want kids, I'm just curious, was that something that you, do you think you were doing that to protect yourself because you had been told that you couldn't have children? I definitely was doing it to protect myself because mm-hmm. I had been trying for so long and you get to a breaking point where you're tired of being hurt and where you're tired of being disappointed. Right. And and then you get the questions of, are you you're not going to have kids? You, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going to have kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you waiting on? You're not getting any younger, you know. Um, so you just, you get to the point where you can start telling people, I don't want kids. Mm-hmm. Um, easier. I'm good. You know, I got my nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. I'm good. But, you know, those are my children. And, you know, they treat me like a mom. And, mm-hmm. and I've been, you know, blessed to have, you know, sisters and brothers that allow me free reign to be able to parent their children as they were my own. But mm-hmm. even in that, it was, it was, it was a shield to protect mm-hmm. myself. I had to deal with that with uh, some raw conversations I had with God where I was kind of trying to protect myself by denying how strong the desire mm-hmm. was for kids. Right. And God mm-hmm. just kind of sat me down one day and was like, Be real. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you can't hide from uh, me. Uh, I know it's in the depths of right. my heart. Right. Um, so that's definitely a, an important first step. But I love that the Lord led you guys to fostering. And it sounds like... Um, uh, opened your husband's heart to that what how what was that process like so the the processing for fostering to adopt which is what we were doing because we knew we wanted to adopt and we definitely want to adopt siblings because the trauma they were already been traumatized and being separated so we didn't want that division amongst them um of course we have to go through the agency and a lot of paperwork and things of that nature well after we had got the children, um, they visit our home, fell in love with them. Mm. The agency was, you know, instructed us not to have anything to do with the mom because you're going to be adopting. And mind you now, we were first time fostering parents. So Mm. we, we're just listening. But as time went along, you start to learn that this is not the will of God. Mm. Um, these children need to know where they come from, you know? So, um, I initially at some point reached out to the mom and I said, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about these children. Mm -hmm. And I believe that they should have a relationship with their mom and not only for them to have one, but for me to build a relationship with the mom and had God not led me to do that, then I probably wouldn't Mm -hmm. be still involved in these children's lives today. Mm -hmm. But when we first initially started fostering, we went from zero children to a six month old, a 15 month old, a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Oh, oh my, my word! word. <laughs> so we went. So we went from zero to wow. four, all in the age oh, of five. And word. when I tell y'all, these children, we we did not do anything to change their lives, but they did everything to change our mm-hmm. lives. And when I say they were truly a blessing to us, they helped us to see who we really were—not mm-hmm. just as parents, but as individuals—and it really brought my husband and I closer. Um, you know, sometimes we're fostering kids, sometimes divide the husband and wife because mm-hmm. it's always, well, I said this and you do this and they, you know, but it wasn't the case like that. And we knew that everything about this situation was God because everything from the start 
since the beginning, even now, had lined up and everything was just flowing as it should. And that's how we knew it was a God. And so today they are the oldest, my oldest one. And I don't even say false kids. I say my kids. Mm-hmm. My oldest one, she'll be 10 in September. Oh my. Wow. My, my baby girl just turned eight. I have a six-year-old boy and I have a five-year-old. And when I say they they know my parents as Mimi and Papa, my siblings as Auntie and Uncle, and mm. they they refer to my niece and nephew. Those are their cousins, and yeah. and that's all they know. They don't know anything else. And I'm Mama, and my daddy's and my husband is Daddy, wow. <laughs> and they don't say they don't say Miss Shante, they don't say Mama Tay Tay. They say Mama, and that's wow. all they know. So you're in kind of a co-parenting situation right now with the biological mother. Is that right? We are because even in that, um, after I found out that they were terminating the, um, wasn't going to terminate the mom's wife, um, we I went through a, I went through a downhill where I literally called my mom um, and I was literally on the floor and I I, I was at my breaking point because mm. these kids were my kids. I I didn't see them as foster kids because we were supposed to adopt them. That's what we were going into it for. And after that, we will foster more. Um, but I literally, I, I, and I just being honest and transparent, I thought I was about to lose my mind mm-hmm. on my kitchen floor one night as I broke and I just cried. And I called my mom and my mom, who is truly a woman of God, she she said, you know, I'm about to come over there. I think, no, mom, don't come over here. Just Just pray. Just pray with me. And in that moment of prayer, God had given me so much peace Mm. about the situation because he let me know that even in this there is a blessing in Mm -hmm. all of this you cannot see it now he said but if you trust me he said I promise you you will see it in the end and I'm seeing everything that he said should be it's it's coming to pass and so even in that moment of my breaking point I I had to remember to trust him Mm. Mm. wow Shantae I can't as a foster mom myself and we're at at that stage in the process of possibly adopting, you know, even thinking about you going through that, it could bring me to tears because that's exactly what I feel like I would experience myself. Um, but it, I, I know every situation looks so different, but I think mm-hmm. that that's so, I, I don't know, I know you probably don't want me to say big of you because I know it was the Holy Spirit in you um, to open mm-hmm. your heart to that mom. Um, but yeah, what a difference, um, you made in that mom's life saying, you know, I'm going to be here in this way and, you know, accepting her, you know, to do this together. And, um, and your actions just scream that it's not about you. Right. right. It it wasn't easy. (laughs) If, if you knew our relationship, she, this, their mom literally hated me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm going to tell you how God works. When you show the love of God, and I don't mean the the human love, but I mean the agape love to people mm-hmm. unconditionally. I don't care what you say about me. I don't care what you do to me. I don't care how bad you talk about me to other people. And she tried it, but people would tell her, I know that family. They're not like that. Mm-hmm. But it didn't matter to her at the time because she had a fight in her, and the fight was I'm not giving up. But if you could see our relationship then and now, now she calls me sister, oh, or actually wow. she calls me. I'm I'm almost like a mom to her right. too. But even with my mom, she calls my mom mom. Oh. Yeah, she comes to church now. Like 
she didn't even know mm. she didn't know anything about being a Christian, but even her walk and the way she she talks, she said she said I'm trying. She said I'm trying, mm-hmm. Shantae. And I said I see that you're trying. I said and God is going to reward you for trying. But if you can, if you just knew how she was then, and to look at her now, you can even see the change, wow. you know, in her that she's trying. So that's why I said it had nothing to do with me. It's, it was everything about what God. The, the love of God, and I, I preach that all the time, the love of God, the love of God is so important, especially when you're fostering mm-hmm. or doing any of his work, the love of God, because it had nothing to do with what I did or my family did, but it was the love of God that drawed her and allowed her to open up her heart to us. And that beautiful story of redemption would have been cut short mm-hmm. if you had had the perspective of this isn't about what God's will for these kids are. Right. This is about kids. my will for me. Right. And I right. want these kids and I want, you know, soul custody. And, um, and, and, I, and, and you mentioned that every family situation is different. I know there are some situations where it's not helpful for the children to have contact with right. the bio parents. And so we understand that God's, God's will and purpose for every family is different right. and unique. But I, I appreciate, um, your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit to surrender your will and say, God, what do you want for these babies? Yeah, especially struggling with infertility. I, mm-hmm. So many people have you know, often asked about fostering while struggling with infertility, and I, I would always say, well, I don't suggest it, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, but obviously I, I wish everyone was called to foster because then we wouldn't have all these babies needing homes, you know. Um but it was hard, at mm. least for for us, um, fostering while desiring a baby of my own and keeping my mind and my heart in check and making sure bitterness was not in my heart because why did you know why does she have six seven kids God mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. I want a baby you know I, yeah, I'm yeah. going to church I'm doing my devotion I'm opening up my home you know and, and obviously I'm doing everything right right and, it, and all these other people are having kids yeah why can I have kids and yeah, it, yeah. It's it's hard not to view it that way, and obviously that's not the right way to mm-hmm. think about it. And I had to, you know, get my heart back in check with the Lord, and um, to you know, this is His work, you know, and He has called us to open to help these babies, to help these kids, you know, in need. But that doesn't mean that I'm now getting to answer my own prayers doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, you know that when it's a calling, when it is the Lord that called you to do that, right. He's going to equip you through those. Yes, like whatever hard <laughs> thing comes up, like God called me to it, so He's going to get me through this. Get me through it. This next right. appointment, this next visit, this oh, next man. whatever. And it's something every day. This morning we had something. Um, but, yeah, it is It is definitely, it's not easy, but it is so rewarding. So, so I rewarding. I think that perspective of not treating um, adoption or fostering, it is not a Band-Aid Mm-mm. for infertility. Um, mm-hmm. that the the wound and the hurt of wanting to have a biological child, I think is something that you have to deal with separately yes and and come to to healing between you and the Lord. And then often God does have this alternate route that he brings in a fostering adoption and he does fulfill the desires of your heart in a way that you didn't anticipate. Mm-hmm. but you almost have to fully you know grieve that process. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that's such such a beautiful um, part of your story. But there's another aspect to your there story we is. haven't heard about yet. You want to <laughs> fill us in on that? So um, I've been told by, you know, my well, I've been going to a doctor for years. And 
you know, you try the Clomid and you try, did they, mm. you know, do all the medical treatment where they flush out the truth to, they check for anything in inside. And when you get the news that everything is fine mm. at the age of 30, you know, mm. you look good inside, everything is fine, nothing is wrong. And then you get to the age of 35 and you're still mm. fighting those same mm. issues. And so then you change doctors and you get to this doctor and he tells you, well, you're not going to be able to have kids naturally. Mm -hmm. So your only other option is IVF. And so then you start doing your research and you find there's cheaper ways IUF. And he said, and then they tell you, well, you should have tried IUF five years ago. Mm. But no, but I'm like, so this is, I'm supposed to know to try this. How do I know what I don't know? (laughs) Right. So this time last year, well, June of 2021, I went to my doctor and and he told me he said that it'll be a miracle if you conceive naturally. He said and he said if I if you do conceive naturally, then I've been ate my words. And mm. for about thirty minutes, he was on the phone with me talking. And then at the end of his conversation, I mean, I liked him because he was real. But at the time, that's not what you want to hear. Right. right. So by the end of his conversation, he tells me, and that was a thirty minute consultation, and that was free. Mm. I was like, really? So. By then, I I just I have to go back to the words my 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 parents my parents always say if you be willing to wait forever you won't have to wait long and then we also talked about faith we're big on faith now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen we have to understand that faith is a heart thing mm-hmm. and so we have to believe in our heart that it's already done before we can even see it I didn't see me having a baby but I had to use my faith and so I began to say God I thank you. Because I know it's already done. So fast forward, December of 2021, my body, I, I went to the movie. I, I'm usually the type of person I can hold my bladder for a long time. But I went to the movie, drunk the shoes, and I was like, something just ain't right. I was like, I'm having to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I began to get excited. And, and, and I was like, Lord, I was like, what are you doing? So I began to get excited. And I, moved. I didn't tell my husband. I was like, I need you to take me by Walmart. I need to grab some items. So he took me by Walmart, and um, we were actually getting ready to fast, go on our 21-day Daniel fast. Mm. Actually, this was January. This was January the 8th. Get, we was actually on the 21-day Daniel fast, and I had been fasting. And um, he took me to Walmart. I got the test. We got home. I went in the bathroom, and I took the test. And I looked at it, and when I say tears began mm-hmm. to stream down my face. I literally lost my mind and <laughs> I, I started screaming within myself and I was like, wait a minute. And so then I said, I got to take the next one. I took the <laughs> next one and it read and, and it took everything in me. So the first person I called was, you know, my, my best friend. Cause I wanted to surprise my family, but I called my best friend and, and she didn't, even, I didn't even say, I didn't even get anything out of my mouth. She instantly started crying we were on FaceTime Aww. and she just began to cry because for me to be calling her that knew. late at night she knew <laughs> and, and she knew what I had went through and then and then the next call I called with my sister and brother and I put them on FaceTime and and I showed them the test and my sister and the mom began to shout and jump up and down and then I went home one weekend and, and I it was a Saturday and I wasn't going to tell my mom because my mom had been praying for me and you know how mother's heart is always yes. want what uh-huh. the kids desire. Uh-huh. So I went home one Saturday for the weekend. I said, I'm going to wait until the whole church Sunday because they had been praying with me. 
And then my dad had got a package. Imagine now I'm superwoman. I can pick up anything, but not thinking. I went to the door and I was like, Dad, I was like, you got a package? I was like, I was like, I didn't pick it up. And so my mom said, she said she pushed me to the side. She's like, I'll get it. She said in that moment she went to her her back woman's cave where she prayed. And she said she began to talk to God. She said, God, she said, man, you up to something. She said, I don't know what it is. She said, in that moment, she began to plan when she's going. She said, I think she, she said nine months. She said she calculated nine months. She <laughs> said, I'm going to need to put in my vacation, be, you know, put in and be a week off and a week doing. But y'all, when I went and I told the church, it was as if it, it just, it, the, the Holy Spirit just. <sighs> took over it and because and, and, your and, whole and church had been praying correct the whole church because they they knew my story and everybody mm, had been wow. praying with me and believing god with me but the, the theme for this year was the wait is over and god had given that thing to my dad last year and i even in that moment the wait is over and how when i began to you know uh, give my testimony and tell everybody mm. how what god had done for me and literally my dad was so shocked like he was he was still standing there like in shock. My mom, my mom literally had, she said the Holy Spirit literally knocked her off her feet because <laughs> just that Saturday she was talking to God. But, you know, it. God be the glory. And I'm a, I'll be having a baby girl come September. Amen. All right. Shantae, I think that the scripture that just says for nothing is impossible with God. And some of you listening need to hear that and have that hope that our God is a miracle-working God. Don't give up hoping. Don't give up praying. Shantae, it was so fun to talk to you today. And thank you so much for being on and telling your story. Thank you, lady. And I cannot wait to see baby girl. She's going to be so pretty. <laughs> I know. She's ready to come. She's been kicking. <laughs> Good. Thank you for listening to Hannah's Heart. And we'll see y'all back next time. 